10 years ago, I used to work at a startup. Our office had a poster with 10 companies' values on every wall. The vibe of that values was faster, higher, stronger. It was the essence of toxic productivity. I didn't take them seriously and thought that the company's values were marketing fluff. Like Google's grade just isn't good enough. After launching my startup hints, I realized that values could be super practical and boost the team's productivity. Together with the founding team, we stated four values that helped us to become more productive. I'm going to share them with you and explain why they are important. But let's begin by answering the question, why does a company need values? If you look at some company's values, you may decide the goal is to show off. Let's take Coca-Cola's each one of us can make a big difference for a better shared future. Or Whole Foods, we satisfy and delight our customers. I believe values should be meta rules or directions that help make quick decisions without consulting supervisors instead of being just advertising slogans. In this case, you can replace 100 rules and guidelines with just a few values. So your team will get a direction and will feel free of being micromanaged. Meta rules define boundaries and give your team the keys to prioritizing work. Now I'll share our values at hints. Let's start with value number one. We save our mental energy. This value came from my personal philosophy. If you remove things that waste your energy and create friction, you'll be surprised at how much is left. Not wasting energy is actually easier than trying to boost it. We have written four examples to explain the meaning of this value and illustrate how exactly we want to save our mental energy. Example number one. We trust each other and remember that every team member acts with the best intentions. Trust is super important in the company. It's the foundation of all other values. Lack of trust creates friction. It's impossible to stay productive when there is no trust in the team. You can read the five dysfunctions of a team to learn how to build trust in your own team. I will leave a link in the description. Example number two. Speak up before it gets worse. It's another example of how you can save a lot of energy. If you feel something is wrong, you're upset about something or you disagree, you need to address it. I know, easier said than done. But remember that someone always pays for your silence. It's either you are paying with your wasted energy when you feel resentment or your team members when you start projecting your anger and frustration on them. Example 3. Zero toxicity. Toxic behavior drains a lot of energy and is a major red flag. We don't work with toxic partners, clients and employees. A talented but toxic person steals more energy than creates value. Finally, example 4. We take care of our mental health. Every startup is a marathon, not a sprint. If your work harms your mental health, you're doing something wrong and need to pause and discuss it with your manager. Value number 2. We communicate openly. Open communication is the second foundation after trust, but it's a skill that takes time to develop. Here are four examples to clarify this value. Example number one. Everyone makes mistakes and has weaknesses. Everyone has ups and downs, and we need to remember that. Instead of avoiding it, we should clearly communicate our downs and weaknesses. When you need to learn how to do a specific task, 
it makes more sense to admit it than pretend that you know it. It will create more trust. If you have an unproductive day, it's important to admit it. Your colleagues will know what's going on with you instead of guessing. I like this quote from Lao Tzu. The gentle overcomes the rigid. The slow overcomes the fast. The weak overcomes the strong. The second example. It's hard to give negative feedback, but it's necessary. The quality of the relationship in the team depends on how many uncomfortable conversations you had. Let's talk about two main mistakes in giving feedback. Either feedback is indirect and soft, so it's not obvious that it was given, or it's too direct, which makes the other person defensive. In the description below, I will leave a link to a very useful video on how to give constructive feedback. The third example. Share your assumptions and expectations several times. You are most likely wrong if you think people know what you mean. It would help if you said at least twice what you mean and where your assumptions are coming from, to be understood. Why does it happen? We can't always stay focused on everything. So if you said something at the meeting, chances are that 50% of the team missed it. So don't assume you're always hurt. Repeat yourself several times to avoid frustration. Also, when you speak, it's important to pause some time and double-check that everyone follows you and understands what you mean and where your ideas are coming from. So, it's your job to understand that you and the team are on the same page when you communicate something new. Example number four. Don't be afraid to look stupid. If you're having trouble understanding something, somebody else in the room is also. Asking questions doesn't mean you're the stupidest person in the room. It usually means you're the only one brave enough to speak up. So the first two rules about saving mental energy and open communications were more cultural. The third value is about how we want to build new products. Value number three. Gain knowledge about users as fast as possible. Features, design, and technology are less important than knowing your customers. If you're 100% sure what your users want, the rest is simple. But how to speed up the learning process? Here are another three examples. You can start with doing any two-minute task as soon as possible. We took this one from the famous book Getting Things Done by David Allen. It means if you have an idea, don't put it aside. If you have some small task, do it right now. If you see a problem, don't wait for the right moment. Speak up now. One small step can launch a chain of reactions that can bring new knowledge. The second example is that only the simplest and quickest solutions should be built. Building a solution isn't the goal. The goal is to build a solution as quickly as possible to get new knowledge on how users interact with it. Also, before creating new things, we need to research whether something similar was already built and learn from it. The third example says done is better than perfect. This one is very trendy and we didn't come up with it, but we couldn't put it better. If we can release a new product or feature, we should do it even if it could be better, even if it's not finished and is missing something. The negative feedback can be valuable as well. Now we're getting to the fourth value. Common sense is beyond everything. This value is necessary for any organization. Sometimes rules or guidelines go against common sense. It means we have to stop and challenge these rules. I know there is no clear definition of common sense, 
But if you hire a team that shares your values, you will also share a definition of common sense. If you want to state values for a company, your founding team must be sharing them. It took us about six months to formulate our values. I wrote the first draft. Then we took a month to think about it with the co-founders. They added something new and removed everything that didn't resonate with them. Then we discussed these values with the whole team and made some adjustments. We paused for a couple of months to think about the values and see how they reflected in our day-to-day -day routine. Then we repeated the same exercise several times until we all felt aligned. Now, when we are on the same page, we see how having these values in place makes us more productive and saves time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.